0: My name's Tom and welcome to my race, Chinwag. For every single Formula One race this year, pre and post race, we'll be talking all about it live on YouTube, but this is the audio only version just for your nice cute little ears. Give us a like, five star, Apple Podcast, Spotify, wherever you're listening, and let's crack on. He might be late, but the best things in life come to those who wait, surely. Welcome everyone. Thank you all for joining me for this post race chin wag for the 2023 miami grom pre roll intro to everyone who's watching on youtube thank you live chat i'm sorry i was two minutes late it's early enough for me to be somewhat late i'm sorry also apologies if the hair's a bit off i don't usually wax it when it's wet but i just got out of the shower so there you go how are we doing everyone welcome welcome uh, Ewan, The Racing Guy, Coolcat, Thomas, Simbru, Dave, Daniel, Austin, Bass, DB, Samuel, Kev is Off The Grid and Working Hard, Scrot, The Flying Spire, Polita, Piglet, Nikesh, Molly, TJ, ZX, Tuna, Elsa, Sam, Maximilian. Thank you all for joining me today on the live stream. Thank you to everyone who's watching after the fact. Thank you to everyone who's listening, audio only, in only your ears. Welcome. Miami Grand Prix. 2023, you know what, in a word, live chat, can you give me in a word what you thought of the race, and thank you Alec by the way for the $14.99 Aussie dollars, jeez, I would have donated 20 but you were late, fair enough, fair enough Alec, that is very fair, that is very fair, Um, appreciate it mate, thank you. Right, what we say, in a, in a word, in a word. All right, mediocre, dry, decent, mid, stinker, average, boring. I've seen boring used quite a lot, actually, to, to describe this. Stinker as well. Underrated, underrated, Thomas. That's, uh, that's an interesting one. Better than Baku, that's not one word, but we'll let, we'll let that pass, Richard. Um, <laughs> and thank you, Ma- uh, Michael Antonius, for joining Friends of Tomo. 2 Panama month game. So, this Miami Grand Prix was, look, expectations, I think, from last year were maybe unfairly low, because from what I seem to remember, last year was actually pretty good. However, the coverage wasn't great. There were actually quite a lot of overtakes. Ultimately, a race will always be judged by the battle at the front that's all ultimately it will be judged by that. You can have as many overtakes as you like in the midfield if you don't have that crescendo if you don't have that battle for a win which matters more than anything ultimately. And hence why you can get a Michael giving it a 1 at 1.5 out of 10 and then Casper and Dominic giving it a 7.5 out of 10. I mean that is a huge like this race I feel like this race from all the races we've seen so far this year there's the biggest range of opinions on it I guess so for me it's one of them and also remember audio only apple podcast spotify if you want to listen or even if you don't want to listen just 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 pretend to listen and give me good ratings um for me for me it's at least a six I really enjoyed most of this race I thought there were, there were so many overtakes. I thought con- almost constantly there was a fight for a position. Almost constantly. Watching the coverage. Now, was there that fight for the f- win? Unfortunately, not really. But as a race with 20 cars in it, not just two. I thought it was really good. I, no, not really good. Good. Again, a five, five is bang average. I'd give this slightly better, slightly better than average. I thought it was good. TV direction was it was, it was it was okay. It was it was uh, a fight. People just throw past it. Michael. What do you mean? No, that's that's not right. There was so many scraps throughout. There was so many scraps. And yes, of course, meet the meaningfulness of overtakes. Plays a part. I mean you look at Magnussen and Le- Le- Leclerc scrapping lap after lap after lap. There were like plenty of. Plenty of decent overtakes. For sure. Um, driver's parade was cringe. Yes it was. But in terms of the actual racing itself. Throughout the field. I thought it was good. I thought it was a good race. I don't think it was a boring race at all. I mean, again it, I, I guess it. I think it does somewhat depend because look, of course, if if it was a fight for if there was a if, if there was a scrap for the for the win, you know, if Perez was able to put up a bit more of a defence, if he was able to push a bit earlier in his stint and open up that gap, it would have been a lot more exciting. Of course, of course, you know, you're going to proportionally like yeah, you know, a scrap for P18 is nowhere near as exciting as the exact same like copy paste scrap if it's for. You P1, P2, P3, podium, whatever. And yes, there were some boring DRS overtakes. Of course, there were some. There were some. Of course, there always is. That's, that's part of... It. But I think also reducing the length of those DRS zones actually was, in hindsight, a really good idea. Um, imagine if the DRS zones were longer. Then I don't think we would have got the same scrappy overtakes. We did see plenty of scrappy overtakes. Plenty. Come on. Come on. Yeah, slow burner at the end, perhaps. Um, I guess that's, you know, when you've got a, a bit of a weird qualifying order, then again, I, I think Charles Leclerc's crash in qualifying kind of gave us a semi decent race because it did mix up the grid a little bit. So, Opinion on driver introduction. Yeah, I mean, it was a bit cringe, wasn't it? Obviously, we were doing last lap and then you see all the drivers come. Was well, it LL J. You had Will I Am giving it some of that. I mean, look, the, the thing is, right, what I will say, yeah, is it a bit cringe? Yes. Are we in Miami? And therefore, you know, I want, wherever we go, I want it to lean into, lean into its character, the venue. I want the venue to, to embrace its character, even if that character is a bit cringe. So I don't really have a problem with it because we're in Miami. So I kind of expect a little bit of nonsense you know what I mean it's kind of part of it it's like it's like going to Vegas and they're not expecting loads of like casino references and like in Vegas is there's gonna be some proper cringe but I'm expecting it I'm I'm kind of there for it you know if, if they were doing this walkout parade stuff in like Silverstone or Spa then I'm like whoa what the is this like come on but in Miami you Americans are a bit like this, aren't you? <laughs> oh, offense. I love you, Americans. <laughs> Most of you, on average, are American. Um, slightly more than than the Brits. So American bias. God bless USA. All that, right? Um, anyway, <laughs> you already know Vegas is going to feature. Oh yeah, of course it is. Vegas will have sprinklers. Vegas will have the Bernie sprinklers in the form of fountains that just chuck water onto the track. Boom. But yeah, I mean Miami. Miami is very different to the. I get that. Trust me, I, I get that. I mean Miami and and Austin compared to Austin and you know Vegas and even Vegas like Montreal like they're totally different places, aren't they? So. Stephen, mate, thank you for the four ninety nine. Vegas is going to be cringe with Elvis and casino references. Miami is nothing compared to what Vegas will be exactly. But cool, fine, fine. Be Vegas. Be a bit cringe. There's 23 races on the calendar, so you know, I'm I'm not that bothered by it personally, but there you go. Right, okay, let's have a look at the race results then. Max Verstappen wins the 2023 Miami Grand Prix, round five, ahead of Sergio Perez. He also takes the fastest lap. Does Max was on an absolute mission yesterday, absolute mission, unreal drive, no yellow flags at all either. No, you're right, Savar, and look at that, no X's, all 20 drivers finished. I swear it's still like single figures. Can, can someone in chat check? It's still single figures for how many times in F1 history a race, every single car's finished a race. I swear it's like maybe this is, might be the fifth, maybe sixth time, something like that. Um, I'm sure. It, oh, okay. Maybe it's not single figures. You're saying 12. Oh, wait. wait I'm getting 12, 15, 14, 10, 8. You're not helping, chat. <laughs> I recall Crofty Sand 14. Okay, fair enough. It was a bit more than I thought. That. It's 12 or 14. It's around that ballpark. That's still not like in F1. Since 1950, we've had 12 to 14 races that have finished with every single car finishing. All tw- all, well, all 20 now. Obviously, it's not always been 20 cars, but. So that's, that's pretty mad in itself, isn't it? That's a bit of a mad stat. And yeah, no, no yellow flags, no... Which again, street circuit, walls are right there. Um, somewhat surprising for sure. It's one of them that this could have gone... This could have become a great race with a, a late safety car. I think so often... So often races become memorable and great races when you get that kind of, you know... In, in the final quarter of the race, final third of the race, you know, people are pushing, the cars are getting lighter, the tyres are starting to fall off a bit. You know, People are scrapping a bit more for position because it's getting towards the end of the race and you need to get the moves done. It's those late race safety cars that often make a race a banger. I mean, if we'd have got a safety car with you know, 10 to go, and then Max and Checo both put on some softs. Maybe it could have been a, been a bit interesting. Um, but, no, again, for, for for a pure, this is a pure race with no stoppages, no flags, no none of that, and it was still good. You know, I mean, I, I think it's about as good as one of those races can realistically get without the safety car madness or, or or rain. You know, as well, like we had rain the night before, we had rain just after Baku as well, just after the Grand Prix finished. Like it's like we keep dodging rain, and rain's a great little, um, especially if you got like. You know, five laps to go. Do you come in? Do you not? That's from from an from an entertainment point of view. Rain is rain is good vibes. But I, I mean, straight up straight up race. I thought this was a really good one. And as you can see, Yuki Tsunoda once again finishes P11. I can't believe it. I can't believe it, man. I can't believe it. Um, both Alpins in the points. Good day for them. And Kevin Magnussen held on to P10, which gets, is it 10,000 Chipotle to give away, that Chipotle are going to give away? Again, I'll let chat remind me. It's something along those lines. Stroll got to P12 recovered after going out. um, Which is pretty mad that Sonoda and Stroll both went out in Q1, didn't they? And I think Stroll was ahead of Sonoda I could be wrong there. I'm not sure I can't remember. Um but Sodota stayed ahead of strong. Which is pretty mad. But um yeah, I was right. Sweet. Lovely jubbly. Those are the race results and where does that leave us in the driver standings? Well, Max Verstappen 119 ahead of Checo 105. So 14 points between them still not an insurmountable gap by any stretch. We are only 5 races into the season. If Max can continue winning and Checo continue picking up P2s, then that gap will gradually grow. But 1DNF can certainly, you know, Checo should be safely P2 most races, shouldn't he? Like, as long as Checo can be, two, be P2 most races, then, you know, we've seen it in, in, in the past where if you just capitalise when opportunity opens up, maybe Max will have some issues. I mean, he had an issue in qualifying, but still managed to do it in the race. Why is Piastri pink? Oh, for God's sake! Well, no, because Piastri's still Alpine. What are you talking about? That's why Piastri's pink. <laughs> that's what I, I, I saw. I saw his name, and I was like, Piastri's still. I, I mean, maybe right now Piastri wishes he was in pink. That's, that's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't wasn't a good race for Piastri, was it? He had a he had a Catastro- I think the word he used was catastrophic issue with his car, which uh, isn't a word you typically want associated with your Grand Prix. I think that's fair to say. Catastrophic isn't one of those words. You know, you know good, um, decent, not, not catastrophic. That's that's not one you want. Okay, so he'll he'll, he'll move on. I mean, it's been a difficult season for both of the isn't it? But um, there you go. He's back in orange now. Major failures of Villas. And he was complaining about the um, breaks as well, wasn't he? So, not good. Um, Alonso, obviously another P3 on the board. Could have been five P3s, couldn't it? I mean, he was so close to catching Charlam in Baku within a second in the end. Um, So, 75 points. 30 beyond Perez. It's, It's, again if Fernando can keep picking up those P3s, because that's the thing, right? If Checo keeps picking up P2s, then it's he's losing seven points, fastest app or whatever as well, seven points per race to Max. But then that P2 to P3 gap is only three points. So there is a chance here that, you know, if Max does take away with it, then maybe Alonso could catch Checo. Um... But, I mean, looking at, what is it, 20... It was over 20 seconds, wasn't it, the gap in the end between Alonso and Perez? So... That Aston Martin will have to bring big, significant upgrades for that to happen. um, Which... I I think there's still... I've got some faith. You know, at least Alonso is picking up the pieces every race. You know, he is there every race. So, if, and and I think when, because... You know, every team has has difficulties. Red Bull, you know, whether it's through driver error, whether it's through unreliability, you know, Alonso should be there to, to take P2, if not the win, eventually. I think it's a matter of time, to be honest, but there you go. Did you see Alonso looking for Stroll at the race while racing for p mate? Alonso was so checked out, wasn't he? Because he had, what, seven seconds over Russell behind him, seven and a half. Um, sorry, Hamilton. And, um... He had like, what was it? No, it was Russell. Sorry, I'm confusing the driver's standards for the for the race standings. And then he had like 15 seconds at the time behind Perez, maybe more. So yeah, he could just chill, just watch the TV. Boom, love it. Um, and then yeah, look, Russell goes ahead of Leclerc as well in the driver standings. Pretty mad. And towards the bottom, Magnuson gains a point, which moves him up to P17 so there you go not much more than that in terms of changes to constructors the orders exactly the same but now Alpine have the same amount of points as McLaren which is about right because I think this this definitely flatters McLaren these constructors standings right now because they got super lucky in Australia benefited massively from other cars um downfalls and yeah it's not looking good for McLaren we'll talk about that a bit more deeply I think won't we won't we of course we will Right, Red Bull two two four constructor standings. Aston Martin one hundred two, so that's a one hundred twenty two point gap. Um, I mean, this is a wrap, isn't it? Constructors, we can just forget about column one now. It's it's going to be more interesting. I mean, Mercedes only six points behind Aston Martin because Stroll isn't really holding up his end of the bargain. He was unfortunate qualifying; they only sent him out on one set, so he didn't get the track evolution, which I he's more on the team. The team needs to make sure that he gets two runs in. Oh, I forgot, it's is four of 23 rounds, doesn't it? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm reluctant to jump too much on Lance because, you know, he, he had to make progress through the field but then for him to still finish behind Sonoda, that does require some, you know, you look at where Fernando was, that race pace clear of a Ferrari and, uh, Stroll can't even get past Yuki it's not good it's not great is it Uh, but I mean Lance Stroll's not a he's a good racing driver and I just think that's it and and I think they kind of have to uh, we'll talk about Fernando a bit more because it's very strange isn't it this Aston Martin Fernando relationship is just very unusual he's like still he's still like dropping heat on Alpine he, does, he needs to do like a diss track on Alpine he's still dropping heat on Alpine yet he's got time capacity to uh, I just realised my t-shirt makes me blend into my background as well, I'm like a floating head there you go um, right okay, predictions time predictions I did put the poll out last night YouTube community and Twitter so um, thank you to everyone who's uh, we've got what, 1500, 1600 votes now we're gonna start. Start with mine or with yours? Let's start. We'll start with mine. My winners and my 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 world is and stinkers from the twenty twenty three Miami Grand Prix are as follows: Max Verstappen, worldy drive, had to be P nine to P one, P two by lap fifteen, and then put in a unreal stint to come out just behind Perez and then quite comfortably overtake him in the end on fresher tyres Leclerc stinker I've given it to Charles crashed in practice crashed in qualifying and wasn't really able to make you know progress in the race considering that Ferrari pace I know him and Carlos both say it's a very difficult car to drive on the edge but I mean you know scrapping scrapping with Magnussen not good again Stroll wasn't really his fault that he went out in Q1 because I think that's more on the team. You know, the team need to make sure he's getting out and doing two runs. That's not so much on the driver, in my opinion. So, whereas Leclerc, that was his own downfall, master of his own downfall in practice and in qualifying, and then couldn't make progress in the race. Maybe he was a bit nervous taking risks, I don't know. But the fact that Magnussen put up a fight for as long as he did is concerning. No, I, I listened to I listened to Lance's post post qualifying, and he, he was saying that he should have gone out for another run. Basically, everyone else did another run, and he he didn't. Maybe maybe it was everyone else did three runs and whatever. I don't know, but he didn't do the final run that the team should have made sure he did. So I'm giving a concession to Lance on that one. Worldy team Red Bull, obviously kind of has to be you have to give credit where credit's due um, and Stinker McLaren Stinker McLaren Stinky Stinker he did it on old tyres oh that was it Ivan you're right that was it Lance did his second run on old tyres not new ones everyone else did it on new ones so but, but anyway actually because almost um, Alonso almost went out in Q1 didn't he as well Alonso was very close so Aston Martin really like cut it fine and they took unnecessary risk in Q1 when you think Alonso put it P2 in Q3 on used tyres as well yeah that was that was risky yeah Alonso was P12 but the, the gap was like I don't know a couple of tenths or something it was very small and yeah stinker McLaren kind of goes without saying McLaren have to get their act together absolutely absolutely yes it's not good um, yours so 1,654 votes Uh, we've all got the same again I do mine before I do yours because I don't want to be influenced but we've all come to the same conclusion here Um, Max Verstappen 58% of the vote for worldy drive Fernando Alonso 11% Hamilton 9% Magnussen 8% Yuki was up there as well but he didn't quite break into the top four Yuki prop of course Shaw um, 29% of the vote for Stinker ahead of Nick DeVries on 27 so pretty close between them two once again Nick DeVries is right up there in the Stinker drive ratings not ideal I mean when your teammate qualifies behind you finishes 11th and you finish 18th it's not a good breath you know um, Logan Sargent 19% of the vote yeah not a great weekend for him either it's weird isn't it so with Sonoda with Joe and with Sargent. They all had really good first races. Like Sonoda's first race he got points in F1. Joe's first race he got a point. And Sargent didn't get a point. But he was really good. Like in Bahrain. First race. And then it just kind of. The level just seems to kind of then plateau, drop. I don't know. we Weird. I don't know if there's something to that, maybe. Not sure. Um, waldy team, 75% Red Bull Racing, of course. 30% Alpine, 7% Mercedes, 3% Haas. De Vries also ruined Lando's start. True, true, he did. Um, Stinker team, 84% McLaren. No surprises there. Testing at Bahrain. Yes, Sam, that's a good point, actually. That is a very good point. Testing at Bahrain, yeah, maybe that. Maybe that is, that is enough to... To make that difference for the rookies, which I guess shows that they do have it in their locker. It's just they need a bit more time to get to it because they're just starting out, right? That does make sense. Um, Yeah, Stinger Team 84% McLaren, 7% Ferrari, 3% Alfatari, 3% Williams. Disappointing from Williams, actually. Very disappointing. It's a shame. Um, Right. Fantasy League. Fantasy League. I am three hundred twenty-five thousand seven hundred sixty-first in the world. Where's my trophy? <laughs> um, was it De Vries' fault that Lando was stuck down in P sixteen? Did did De Vries' hitting Lando cause him any damage? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know if that's confirmed. I I haven't seen anything along those lines, but could be. Could could have caused him some damage. Because it I mean it wasn't a massive hit, was it? But it was it was enough. Um They said it cost him two, three attempts a lap. Yeah, I mean that would that would that would explain some of McLaren's it's I'll, I'll talk a bit more about McLaren when we get to McLaren in the team breakdown. But here's my fantasy league anyway. Um I put Pierre Gas how did Pierre Gasly score fewer points for me than Lance Stroll? Make that make sense. How did Pierre only score ten points? Lance Roll scored twelve. What is what is wrong with this fantasy league? Number of overtakes. That's ridiculous, man. To be fair, I was thinking that when Lance qualified so badly, I was like, I think I think he'll get good points for overtakes. But how can it makes no sense? It's so silly that Pierre started P five. Went down to P7 and gets fewer points than the man who qualified P17, 18 and get, got to 12. Stupid. <laughs> but, whatever. And Alex got minus points somehow as well. Great. Whoop-dee-doo, Alec. Uh, well, at least Max won and I put my captain on him. So I've actually got more, every single week I've got slightly more points than, than the week before. So, that streak has to break eventually. But, um, you too as well. Man. Well done. Well done. Um, so, that's Fantasy League not much more to say on that right okay teams let's talk about teams let's start with mcLaren then come on come on where's where's the the papayans out there ah it's a tough time to be a McLaren fan isn't it it is a tough time I feel for you people I do I do feel for you people so often it's been so many races so so let's okay I'm gonna take your word for it Lando got damaged from De Vries. Again, I don't know to what extent, but let's just say you did because it. I mean, it was fair contact on the diffuser. You've had now Bahrain, where both cars had issues. You had Australia. What was what was the second race? I can't remember. What was the second race of the year? I'm stupid. Saudi, idiot. Yeah, Bahrain. Both cars had issues. Saudi. Both cars had issues. Last week, um, Lando was on the wrong tyre in the sprint and then stuck in a train for the race. And Pi- Piastri was ill. And in this race, Piastri had car issues and Lando got hit by the so had damage. And then Australia, they were out of the points and got bare lucky with a safety car and all that nonsense. Like, it's... They've been so unlucky, but also they've been so disappointing. The things in and outside of their control have all gone wrong. Piastri had a good start. He had a very good start, David, because he he was on the soft tyre, wasn't he? As was Lando. And then the car issues, again, catastrophic issue. I think he said five, six laps in. Um, Had a blinder start for sure. You make your own luck. You do to an extent. But also, you know, De Vries punt in Norris. It's one of them that, obviously, if Norris doesn't qualify so far back, then he doesn't get punted by De Vries. But also, you know, that's obviously not on Lando. So, yeah, I mean, not too much. It, it's not even... I, st- I still can't say. like, I, McLaren still have the most questions around them. Still, five races in. You think five Grand Prix. Including a sprint race. We'd have a good idea of where McLaren are. But we just don't. We just don't. And yeah. It's frustrating to see. You can see obviously Lando's very frustrated after the race. And rightly so. Um, Oscar's just like. (laughs) Finished behind. Okay. I mean look at the. Hang on. Let me look at the uh, race finishing positions. Okay, so Piastri finished behind yeah, behind Williams, behind both Alpines as well. Oh, Oscar. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's going to take a while for McLaren's uh, managerial leadership changes to actually take effect, isn't it? But right now it's not looking great. Obviously the upgrades to this car would have been signed off months in advance when James Key was still involved and Sider was still there as well. So, it's going to take time. I mean, David Sanchez, who's coming Ferrari, he's not starting until the start of next year either. So, yeah, it's just... I think it's damage limitation, isn't it, more, more than anything for McLaren. Try and not fall too much off of the back. I mean, again, they picked up good points. They are... what? Well, let's, let's remind ourselves where they sit in the constructors. They are P5 with 14 points. I mean, again... Where we have this top four now, this, this established top four teams, and everyone finished, the top eight positions were taken up by those top four teams. There's only P9 and P10 really available now, um, unless obviously there's issues at the front, which is, is very likely for, for there to be at any given weekend. So that makes it more difficult for your Hass, your Aframare, your Afatari Williams to actually catch up now. Um, you have to rely on a bit of a mad race which I mean, that, that, they will happen. They will come, but um, but yeah, McLaren. It's just not. I, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to get carried away and be like, oh, it's 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 a bad car. I, I still think. I think it's better than. Like I think it's a better car overall, but I've got very little to to go on to say that. But I still believe they're like closer to the Alpine, and like somewhat clear of the alpha both alphas and the williams and uh, the has the quick though this weekend even even the Haas. like i don't know i just feel like it is but i just feel like we haven't had the opportunity to really see it i mean lando you know felt like he should have been p4 in qualifying which i mean maybe he's just gassing himself up i don't know but like maybe 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 he's right i, I don't know i i just feel like we we haven't seen the opportunities like McLaren because they've either had their own technical gremlins or they've been really unlucky or they've been like stuck in I don't know it's just it's just a bit mad isn't it it's a bit the trajectory for McLaren is just so poor man it's sad sad to see sad to see Um. not much more to say really on McLaren I mean moving on I suppose isn't it? What well, Imola next race. I feel like they'll do well in Imola. I think McLaren typically do alright in Imola. So we'll see. But Right, Alpha Tauri Alpha Tauri once again, Yuki P eleven. To recover from going out in Q one to P eleven to make that work. Credit to UQ. It's not it's not a terrible car. I think the upgrades they bought last week were really helpful. Um even like the Vries had pace in practice. And, you know, qualifying... I mean, the Vries out-qualified Sonoda this weekend, which deserves plaudits, but in the race, just wasn't able to deliver. It's frustrating for Nick. We'll talk about him a bit more in a bit, but I do also obviously want to give plaudits to Yuki Sonoda. Mr. Consistent. Three P11s, two P10s. If you... Maybe I should do this. Maybe I should... uh, Or maybe someone can do it. If you... Ignore points but you actually look at the average Finishing position for every driver Yuki is not Where he is What? Where's Yuki in the driver standings He is P16 Yuki's behind Joe Yuki is behind Joe And he's been consistently How is he behind Joe Where well, they're on the same number of points well, That's confusing I've just clocked that. How is he behind Joe? When. Yuki's got like three P11s. P9 beats. Oh P9 beats 10. Of course. Ah, oh, Because Joe got his two points from a P9. Whereas Yuki got his two from two P10s. Oh that's. That's silly though. Because. You, you can guarantee. Joe's average finishing position. Is lower than Yuki's. Quite considerably lower than Yuki's. But. Because Yuki's only got them two from P- that's silly. That's what sh- in my opinion, when when they're level on points, it should default to who's got the better average finishing position across the season. That makes so much more sense, surely, surely. That's just silly, um, but whatever. Let me rant. Um, but yeah, Yuki's doing a great job. He's stepping up for sure. Fantastic season so far from the young lad. So big up. Yuki Sonoda, Nick DeVries, Nick DeVries. We need to talk about Nick DeVries, don't we? Five races in. The standard he's set. You know, he's what well, Jody Joey Egg- Eggington is the is the one who's quoted saying, you know, shouldn't treat him like a rookie. You know, Nick Nick doesn't want you know, he's he's F two world champion, he is a former E world champion. He doesn't want to be considered in that same rookie space, and I don't think he should be whether he says he should or not like he's you know 3 years older than Charles Leclerc he's been doing this bits like he's been doing this for time he's he's tested every single mercedes powered car like at some point he's, he's driven one so the fact that he's struggling so much yes okay qualifying did a good job beat yuki straight up fair play It's... I, I think that... I want to ask you like in a poll. If you're in charge... Charge at... AT slash red ball. Um, and... Performances don't improve. Would you... Swap out... Mid-season. I'll just about fit that in. Um, right, if you were in charge at AlphaTauri slash Red Bull because obviously Red Bull won't AlphaTauri and, perform- and his performances don't improve if, it's, if it stays pretty similar to how it is would you swap out Nick DeVries mid-season? It's mad that we're, we're already talking about this five races in if he was a rookie rookie if he was a sergeant rookie then it's a different conversation but he's not he's more experienced than about half the drivers on this grid not just in F1 in other machinery which I think helps that adaptability is important in a racing driver it's not been anywhere near good enough with five races in the question is do you give him a full season to prove his worth to show that he can improve can he, that he can get there for me it's like what is the payoff what is the payoff for red bull i guess because whilst this is owned by red bull whilst this team is owned by red bull obviously they want alpha to do well obviously they want alpha to finish in in good positions and yuki's the one doing that right now and nick's not but also there is that secondary or you could argue primary um desire to get a driver ready to jump into the Red Bull now obviously Perez and Max are doing a great job at the moment would the closeness of Max and Checo be a problem if another team was up there say Aston Martin's car was just as good as Red Bull's you've got a clear number one and two Aston Martin Alonso clear of stroll Perez and Verstappen you know Checo taking Taking two wins away from Max, or you could say Max taking three wins away from Checo, whatever, makes it more difficult to mount a, a driver's title challenge. You look at um, Alonso, twenty twelve. You know, didn't win a ton of races, but was consistently up there and almost won the championship. Hello, Shelby. Welcome. Right, I want to see what you think in the poll. Sixty-five percent of you saying that if you're in charge and performances don't improve you would swap out Nick De Vries mid-season it would be very it would be very harsh it's happened before obviously you had Gasly replaced mid-season for Albon Red Bull you had Gaviat replaced after what five races Um, with Verstappen in 2016 you know that they have they're prepared to make those changes the question is for who I think there's a lot of drivers that could be, I want to do another poll, so if if you had to, which driver would you put in, so there's a few options, you've got Liam Lawson is the one spoken most about, the young Kiwi doing bits in Super Formula, beat Alex in DTM, um, I, couldn't, I couldn't fess up to that, he did. That's what happened. Uh, Liam Lawson. Daniel Ricciardo, who's obviously on the sidelines at the minute at uh, Red Bull. Is that an opportunity for him to come back into F1 and show and maybe elevate his stock a bit, which obviously took a hit from the time at McLaren. Who else have we got? Schumacher. Mick Schumacher. Perhaps there is a deal there to get Mick Schumacher back in a bit of a seat for a little bit. To show that he is the the real deal, and then yeah, Awasa. Well, no, Awasa doesn't have a super license. I think I don't think Awasa could jump in mid season. I don't think he could. I could be wrong. Could he? I'm not sure. Maybe. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure if Awasa could. Maybe he could actually, um. But okay. I'm just going to put other as the uh, fourth option. So, if if you were to Kvyat as well, maybe yeah, Kvyat for sure. If you had to, if you had to replace him, which driver would you would you pick? Would you pick Lawson, Ricardo, Schumacher, other? Because with Ricardo, I think I think if Daniel, you know, by mid-season, you know, he's taking this time off to to reset somewhat. I think if he wants to maximise his chance of getting a decent seat on the grid, he needs to take an opportunity if one presents itself at AlphaTauri. Jump in that car. You know, it's going to be a bit of a hit on the ego taking a a step back to Toro Rosso, essentially. But get in there and then wipe the floor with Yuki Tsunoda and be like, I'm still here. I'm still quality. If you give me a top car, I will deliver. Because there's... Unfortunately, there is always going to be now a little bit of a question hanging over Daniel Ricciardo. Am I going to get a Red Bull slash Renault Ricciardo or am I going to get a McLaren Ricciardo? Unlike, say, Fernando Alonso, who every car he's jumped into, whether it's been good or bad, has delivered at the ceiling of that car's performance. Reliable. You know what you're getting when you get an Alonso in. With Ricciardo now, you don't quite know what you're getting necessarily. You can't be as confident in that as you might have been. Um, well you certainly would have been like his stock when he left Renault for McLaren that was un- what, like that was an unreal coup for McLaren that was like oh my god he's that stock level even though he left Red Bull he was still doing bits at Renault but 45% of you say Liam Lawson 37% of you say Daniel Ricciardo 12% Mick Schumacher 7% other obviously you've got a few Rebel Juniors knocking about Haugel Wassa Daravala, um oh, no Darivala's is not part of Red Bull anymore is he? I think he left. Uh, Maloney you know that there's th- th- there's options there but yeah I-, I feel like if if performances don't improve then I think Nick DeVries hasn't delivered what Red Bull were hoping which is what I what I think Red Bull were hoping. This is just my my conspiracy theory. The only way that made sense to me, AlphaTauri going Finic-DeVries, is that they were hoping to test out DeVries to see if he could be a long-term second driver alongside Max Verstappen. You know, you don't know how much longer you're going to get out of Checo, necessarily. So if you can be like, cool, he's got a good relationship with Max, obviously both being Dutch, you could you know build your team more, even more around the Orange Army. I th- I think that was what they were hoping. They'd be, okay, let's see. Let's see how De Vries does. If he does bits, then maybe yeah, we could graduate him to Red Bull in maybe a couple of years. I don't know. To like be the more long term long term number two to to Max Verstappen. And it just doesn't seem to have happened, does it? He's still got time to turn it around for sure. <clears throat> but five races in. Imola now I I expect he, he needs to, to turn it on and needs to turn it on quick for sure. Um but yeah I'm I'm still not I I still think yeah. I think Daniel Ricciardo's best hope of getting a good seat in F1 is to get into a, a car as as soon as possible. Um and, and and prove on track that he's still the driver that we we know and love, you know. But <clears throat> we'll see. We will see, won't we? We will see. Right, okay, next team. Uh Williams, Ams. Oh I say that, and he was actually there this weekend, wasn't he, William? Is that what do we think of the this is the formula song? Okay, right, uh what do we think of this is the formula? Or is it just called formula? Um is it a banger? Is it alright? Is it eh? Is it awful? You know what? I I I can get away with playing like a few seconds of it, so that's what I'm gonna do. Is uh, go. This is the. Is that what it's called? This is the formula. I think. Right. Let me um. Just want to avoid any copy strikes. Oh, there we go. Right. Okay. That's. (laughs) <laughs> the music video of it for it's so weird right I'll, I'll play a few seconds of it for you right okay that, was, that wasn't a good bit to play let' let's play another few seconds this is the formula this is the formula he's so, he's such an odd guy will I <laughs> no, don't play I'm still recovering I'll play another little bit this is the formula. Yup. This is the formula. Hey. <laughs> Don't come for me, will I? Am I'll just play a little snippet. <laughs> this is the formula. <laughs> oh, what a treat! I preferred Charles Leclerc's keyboard. Um, I mean piano, <laughs> not keyboard. I could just make you know the keyboard cat meme. The cat's just like. Mm-hmm. Imagine Charles Leclerc doing that. The uh, Yeah, it is. It is. It's not great, is it? It's. It's not. It's not great. What we say in chat, we're saying forty-eight percent awful. Wow, thirty-five percent eh, fifteen percent all right, and then two percent of you think it's a banger. Well, when me and Aldus do the next live show, um, which is happening we need to get a nice, you know, F1, you know, we'll get super max on, we'll get Charles Clare on the piano on the, on the playlist. And that is a hundred percent going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Anyway, will I ams, Williams, not a good day. Um, Alex was decent in qualifying, felt like he was almost what he was in within half a 10th, I think of Russell in the end. I think it was, um, so almost got into Q3 didn't quite thank you um Akara sorry Akash thank you Akash for the 44 rupees by the way appreciate it um yeah Alex decent in qualifying but in the race just kind of fell backwards and Sergeant was nowhere really went out Q1 was right at the back all weekend he did have front wing damage didn't he Logan so he had to come in early doors and get that changed which um was a bit, a bit of a shame there's something about drivers at their home races. I mean, Charles Leclerc is a prime example, isn't he? Of course, Monaco curse, but um, there's something about drivers at their home races. They just never seem to uh, to turn up. So, Albon's a quality merchant. Nah, he's he's pretty good in races. Declan, come on. I mean, he has had the he has had an odd shunt, though, isn't he? Well, he had the shunt in Australia, which was such a shame. Such a shame, but it happens. Yeah, Williams kind of look a big progress from last year for sure, and. I don't think the constructors, when you look at the constructors' table, um, which is here, you know, them being bottom with only one point on the board, I think James Vowles is right. I don't think that reflects the performance that they've shown, for sure, particularly from Alex, but in times from Logan as well. Logan did go quicker than Alex in in Jeddah qualified, but went over the line. Yeah, I I think it's important to uh, acknowledge that. And again, he's a rookie. He's going to be learning a lot. This is another learning experience for him. First time he's raced um, actual racing cars in the States as well, which is mad because he's literally from here. From like 15 miles up the road. Fort Lauderdale, boy. But yeah, it's, um, it's okay. It's is progress. Is it enough progress? You know, it's going to take time for Val's new directions and influence to kind of permeate through that team, isn't it? So he'll get there he'll get there but yeah I I hope Alex gets a better car I hope he stays at Williams and makes it work at Williams because I think Alex is doing a, a really good job putting himself in the shop window at the minute and, and consolidating like he's he's very safe he's got a safe seat in F1 now which is my main focus you know if, if he can win races get podiums again great but like I just want him to be a safe seat in F1 for now the rest can come with time you know um, we'll see Haas, Haas, man, has, Haas, decent, home race, decent, Um, Hulkenberg obviously crashed in practice, which wasn't very really good, Hulk smash, and in the race, obviously, Magnussen benefited from the Leclerc crash, but still went quicker than Gasly, than Russell, than loads of other drivers, Um, in Q3, started P4, didn't get a good start, did Kevin, but, Kept it going. P10 is about as good as they could have really hoped for. um, Given that, you know, Ocon's pace in the Alpine was good. The Alpine pace was good. Um, Gasly was obviously doing well. I I think it's... uh, the, The thing is, the thing is for Haas. They seem to have a good qualifying car. Kind of like Ferrari do. Which shouldn't be a surprise because the fundamentals of that car are, are very heavily based on the Ferrari. They they share more with, they take more from Ferrari than Alfa take from Red Bull. So, I think qualifying pace, we're going to see that Hass do well. We're going to see that Haas get to Q3 multiple times this year, Q3 multiple times this year, but to deliver it in the race is another question. And, I mean, Kevin held on to P10, so, it's a big up. Hass has six home races, three USA, two Italy, one UK. True, Zach true if you're just everywhere then everything's home you know bring back the flowery shirt maybe one day maybe one day but some of you bullied me about wearing it so it's fine I'll still wear it I'm not going to let you bully me into not wearing it Um, Holkenberg obviously made a little bit of progress through P12 in the end for Nico though I mean pretty much where he qualified I think it was 13th wasn't it no Hamilton was 13th I think it was 12th actually um it did attract a big wasp, which wasn't fun for me, but there you go. Not much more to say on Hass again, Chipotle. Big up Chipotle giving out um all these free burritos to people Oh look talking of burritos, just as I talk about Chipotle and a burrito, a long brown sausage dog walks in. Well he's not kind of walked in. Minton, come in. Minton Minton. Come here. The people want to see you. Okay. He's gone back to bed. So like he's really, he's really lazy. So he didn't want you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did try, but you're not enough. Apparently Um, he does want to sleep. Exactly. But yeah, has good day. Just one point on the board though. And all in all again, they're just, they're very mid in the middle. Right, right. Between kind of, I think they're overall a bit better than than the Alfa Romeo and the Alfa Tauri and the Williams, but not as good as the McLaren. It's such fine margins, though, isn't it? Which is great. Like it's great. It's great that the margins fine. Oh, oh the wife has brought me minton. Come on, then sausage. Ah, oh, you have no choice. You are on the stream. There we go. Here he is. Audio only listeners, I apologise. Um, you are not able to see. This glorious sausage dog. But do you want to go on my shoulder? Let's get you on my shoulder. You like being up here. There we go. Lovely, lovely job, Smile for the camera, Minton. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Good boy. Um, not much, not much more to say on Hass. I think that kind of that kind of covers it. Um, but yeah, big up Kevin Magnuson. Great little scrap with Charles Leclerc as well. He did he did very well to hang on for as long as he did. Um, so that was that was really impressive actually and wheel to wheel I know, I know he does overstep it occasionally but on, in this instance he did a good job minting these plushies I know minting plushie should we get you turned into a plushie shall we I think we should right Alfa Romeo all for Romeo look Bottas got into Q3 which means that every single team after five races has reached Q3 at least once which is super impressive and and I think that in terms of the whole field spread argument, I think that proves that, yes, this has worked to close up the field. If Red Bull if Red Bull weren't in this championship, it would be an incredible championship. Like the the proximity that you've got between, you know, Aston Martin, Mercedes, Ferrari at the top, and then everyone else is kind of interchangeable is mad. Obviously Red Bull nailed it, so we're not getting that world championship but at the end of the day Bottas P7 in qualifying great job Um, but then in the race fell back and Joe Joe wasn't able to make any uh, Bottas definitely had a stronger weekend than Joe for sure he had a couple of attempts on him at least um, throughout the weekend so credit to Valtteri he needs to do this more often now this is the kind of gap ahead of Joe that Valtteri should be delivering like every week really Given Valtteri's experience, he needs to do this more often. He did well, considering. I just think that it's an awful amount. You know, it's an awful amount. So, if Red Bull didn't exist, Alonso would have won four times. Yeah, but it would have been close. It would have been very close. And shaw would have won one time with Alonso right up his chuff. It wouldn't have been close this race for sure. But Mwah. overall, it would have been a been much tighter at the front. So, yeah. Um, I just I just struggle to, to find anything to say about Alfa Romeo because it's just consistently disappointing and it's annoying and I hope Aldi change it and turn it around and make this team good because I'm sick about talk- talking about Alfa Romeo next <laughs> Alpine Alpine right so Gasly great job in qualifying Ocon was disappointed um he felt there was more in it there were what p5 p8 and quali and Gasly held on well i was a bit disappointed some of Gasly's, um you know when he let max past which then really opened the door for russell to get past him was a bit mm, and then also i think he was defending on the insides to one of the ferraris i think maybe no maybe maybe it was one of the the, maybe it was the other mercedes come here um yeah, I his racecraft was a little bit sus at times, I thought. Gasly was like locking up and allowing people through. I don't know. I'm sick of you too, Oscar. And yeah, I don't know. I wasn't like, yeah, it was good. Obviously, they both got points. Um, what, P8 and 9 in the end. But yeah, it was just, I wasn't blown away by, um, like, quality was Quali was really strong. And again, I put Gazzy on my fantasy team because I thought, you know, I thought he'd do a good job. But, um, there you go, boy. Are you being a pest? He's, he's got ants in his pants, this one. You can tell when he's not settled because he starts like, oh, right, get back on my shoulder. Come on. Good boy. Um, yeah, yeah, it was just, it, it was good though. I mean, look, Alpine, it's about time they both got in the points because I think they're, they're, their car performance has merited it and I do think they'll be Clear of McLaren, um, they brought upgrades. Was it last week they brought upgrades? Alpine didn't do too much in Baku because they weren't very strong, but this week much better. Ton of fuel save, really. Yeah, maybe. I don't think they were the only. Car. I think a few cars were um, fuel saving actually. This race, but yeah, good week, good decent from Alpine. Well done, well well done Alpine. Well done. Both got in the points. Didn't crash into each other. Bravo, grazie ragazzi. Um, right. Ferrari. Ferrari. Well, I'm putting you back down because you're being a pest now. Ferrari, let's talk about the Grazi Ragazzi merchants, shall we? Oh, that door's open. I'll be back. All right. Let's talk about the Grazi Ragazzi merchants. I'm back, sorry. Um. Yeah, Leclerc, not good. Not good. Science felt more comfortable this weekend, didn't he? P three in qualifying, but in the race fell down to P five. So, ah, Charles, man, Charles, he's got to stop shunting. the The thing is, right? I think we saw from the first half of last year when that Ferrari was as good if not better, at the start of the season than the Red Bull. I think if you give Shaw that car, you know, he had his mistake in Imola, but that was him fighting back through, pushing too hard. But if you give him a top car, I think he will deliver. And he's done it so many times. And he's won races and he's, you know, he's shown he's got the one that pace. And he's shown that, yeah, the reason he does qualify so well is because he does drive at ninety nine point nine 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 percent, and then occasionally, when you've got that such a such a small tolerance for error, then these things are going to happen. I think when you've got a car that isn't at the top, like it is now, it really does somewhat expose that style of driving, that uncom- uncompromising on the edge driving, and it's bitten multiple times this year already. So, because even even the, the France spin last year. You know he he knew he needed to push a hundred percent to have any chance of winning that race because he would have probably got caught anyway. And then that's where, when you're driving like that lap after lap after lap with zero tolerance, zero margin for error, then these things are going to happen. But Charles just couldn't make progress again, scrapping Magnussen, which isn't the look that Ferrari want, really, do they? Let's be honest. And um, yeah. Not a great not a great time for shoulder Look at my eye. Look at my hay fever's like I need to take a hay fever tablet after this. Because my eyes are itchy. Itchy as you like. Okay, Ferrari, not much more to say on them. It's not a it's not great race car, is it? Boom. Right, George, Mercedes, Lewis, Mercedes, Hamilton, Russell. Better race car than qualifying car, clearly. Two weekends in a row now, we've lost a Mercedes in Q. Two, and the other one is only just scraped through um, we had the same in Baku but it was roll reversed this time Lewis went out in Q2 good recovery drive P13 to P6 very good recovery drive um, but still it's just a lot of negative words to be said about this car from the team this weekend weren't there and um, Toto was having a proper moan about it it's not it's not, it's not, a, it's not good enough it's not a good enough car And their expectations are to win championships and titles. And that never comes easy. Uh, No one's going to, you know, gift that to you. And yeah, it's um, a frustrating time for Mercedes. They know they've got the drivers. I I think they've absolutely got the drivers. I think the gaps between George and Lewis in terms of performance are, are marginal. But if they can't give him the car to, to fight the front and I I think we're a way off with Mercedes. I, I, I have so much more faith that if another team's gonna break into it it's Aston Martin, it's not Mercedes. Because the fundamental the fundamentals with this car are just off, clearly. Um Clearly. Like, to where they want to be, of course, look, they're they they've got podiums, they're you know, towards the front, but it's just not good enough, is it? The stream lagging still. Unfortunately, I just think it will. Let me uh, turn my little internet, wide internet box on and off. Wait, hang on. What is is this? Because the internet's working fine. Low FPS. Bloody internet, man! Honestly, honestly, what are we doing—racing or ping pong? What are we doing here? Well, look. At the end of the day, if you want to, this is all recording in OBS, so at least the um, the 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 audio-only people are fine. Right. I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna wrap through this fairly quickly now because I'm being let down by. Sky, how dare you Uh, Mercedes eh not good enough not good enough they've taken a, a relative step back when you look at how I think Aston Martin's success shows just as much as Red Bull's success how much Ferrari and Mercedes have just dropped dropped a bomb you know not a good bomb Not a good bomb. Right, I'm going to try plugging the internet again. See if this helps, but I don't think it will. Come on, internet. Help me out here. Come on, internet. Be good. Are we better now? I think we might be good now. Yeah, okay, we're good. Yeah, Mercedes fall off was was hard. It was as was uh as was Ferrari's, for sure. Looking good now, lovely. Sometimes you've got to turn something off, turn it back on, and then it's fine. Stupid technology. Um yeah. It's on Mercedes and Ferrari dropping the dropping the bag, you know what I mean? To get not just caught but overtaken by Aston Martin and then gapped by Red Bull not good enough not good enough oh it's disconnected again we're back okay I'm just going to carry on talking and then if I disconnect I'll disconnect right Aston Martin boom well done Fernando Alonso P3 fantastic unreal Mr. Consistent this year could have you know you, you look at you know to go Q, uh, to go p2 on used softs and then to comfortably be best of the rest you could argue given Max made his mistake in in qualifying which resulted in him to have to do that recovery drive you could argue Alonso driver of the day because what did he do wrong what did he do wrong it was between him and, and Max 100% for me um, I'm real dry from Fernando once again you know he's watching the telly watching Lance overtaking for P12 and yeah it's just it's just crazy um, Lance yeah obviously out in out in Q1 went on used softs when he should have been on fresh um, I just it's weird isn't it how like happy families it is considering you know Alonso isn't one to you know Bridges often, almost always end up burnt. Um, Particularly with Alpine right now. He's had a lot of uh, sass to throw Alpine's way. Um, (laughs) Plan A minus 12. And um, I don't know. It's odd. Obviously Alonso's got this deal with Aston Martin. I would love to know the written detail and the You know, gentleman's agreement between him and Lawrence Stroll, um, what that actually constitutes, what Fernando's getting in return. Because never has he ever taken a teammate under his wing quite like he has, Lawrence Stroll. (laughs) Now, obviously, is that because that's the boss's son? And keeping the boss on side, you know, this is an opportunity now. This Aston Martin's looking decent to potentially fight with a Red Bull maybe next year. You know, he needs to keep keep that relationship sweet. You know what I mean? So, Alonso knows that Stroll isn't a threat. Yeah, I'm sure that's part of it as well. I'm sure that's part of it. But also, yeah, it must help that, you know, that's that's the boss's son. I'm going to, yeah, we'll help out Lance because, you know, he's, he's far enough away. I don't need to worry about him battling with me. But also, keeps the boss happy. Boom. All the All the pieces fit, you know. So, but yeah Lance wasn't able to make much progress in the race which was disappointing in the fact that he still finished buying Sonoda in you know, an Aston Martin he's not great but he's not a great driver he's a good driver but I think you just have to accept that and, and ultimately right if Aston Martin do get a championship fighting car you want that number one and two that's what you want you want a number one and two you can't have two number ones so Right now, they're perfectly placed. If they give them the car, Fernando will challenge for a title, and Lance won't get in his way. Lance might not be able to be up there to support him, which could be an issue. True, but I think, yeah, and ideally, Lance would be a bit closer to Alonso if they were fighting for a championship. But ultimately, you're not going to have to worry about team orders and faffing about when it's so clear that Alonso's, you know, comfortably ahead. Right, we'll see. Will the Merc with Cypods basically be an Aston Martin? No. Well like most of the um, most of what makes a car the car is is the underfloor. The underfloor is generating all the aero. So um, I think Mercedes it's not just a matter of cypods. There's way more to it than cypods um, that differentiate the Mercedes and the Aston. Even though they share a lot of parts, you know. But you know, when you, your customer team's quite consistently outperforming you, then it's not a good look on Mercedes. And then finally, Red Bull, the team that are for sure dominating Formula 1 right now with two drivers at the top of their game as well. I think Checo's doing really well, but Max was just on a level yesterday, wasn't he? At P9 to P2 in 15 laps. And then just put that unreal stint in. Checo just couldn't hand with his pace. And this is the thing. When Max gets it all right, Checo can't beat him. When Checo gets it all right, Max can still beat him. I guess that's the difference, isn't it? And over the course of a season, you know, there's, what, 14 points between them now. But over the course of a full 23 race season, it's going to take some shocking luck for Max. Um, and Checo getting in his head somehow for there to be a real championship fight. I just, you know, we, we, we saw this so many times with Bottas. You know, starting the season strong relative to Lewis, but to sustain that against the driver of Lewis's caliber, against the driver of Max's caliber, is such—it's almost an impossible task. Because those two are just two of the two of the best, to, two of the best to do it for sure. Not enough street circuits for Checo, yeah, and and that's the thing. I don't know what it is like. I mean, this is a street circuit for all, all intensive purposes. Like the walls are there. But that doesn't mean Max is not bad at street circuits. It's just that Checo is able to perform on his A game at a street circuit. So when Max has a little bit of a wobble, but I mean he had a bit of a wobble in qualifying and still recovered through. So yeah, it's just you know I think Checo, yeah, there was some degree of that. Should he have pushed harder on his first stint, maybe, maybe. But hindsight's a beautiful thing, right? And is a well-deserved win for Max Verstappen, one of his most impressive, I think, one of his most impressive wins. Just the, the pace that he had and the the that car, that double overtake just made it look easy, but it just positioned that perfectly. He made it look easy, I guess. It's not it's not an easy move to pull off, but But yeah, it's um one hell of a drive. One hell of a drive. But look, check, still picked up P two and you know, that gap isn't insurmountable by any stretch, but yeah. This was Max on his A game, and Max on his A game is unbeatable. Passes Seb's record for Red Bull wins, you reckon? Yeah, perhaps. I mean, again, depends how long Max wants to stay in the sport and how long Red Bull stays competitive. I mean, that, that car's not getting any slower. You know, regulations don't change till the end of 2025. So that car's only going to get quicker between now and the end of twenty five. It's just you hope that the ATR time for everyone else will I mean they get their asses in gear and catch up. Because that's what, like, if we can get a multi- inter-team title fight great but we want a title fight regardless and you know the caliber of driver you've got Alonso you've got Hamilton you've got Leclerc you've got Russell you've got Norris you've got all of these drivers who are I think capable of fighting with Max if they've got the right hardware definitely as much as I think Max is the best driver in F1 right now I think they can all fight with Max if you give him the right car and they haven't got the right car right now. And that's on their teams to uh, to deliver. Max confirmed he's seen his contract through. Yeah, I mean, till the end of 2028. 20, and then we'll see, won't we? But I mean, that's still another five years of Max Verstappen to pick up wins, pick up titles. It's looking good. It's looking very good for him. But yeah, Red Bull. Hats off. What more can you say? What more can you say? Right, okay, cool. I am done, everyone. Um, that's the race result. These are the driver standings. Um, I'll finish it on the driver standards because that's the most interesting stuff to look at thank you all for watching thank you all for being patient with YouTube uh, buffering nonsense internet being a pain in the ass for no reason uh, thank you all for coming if, if you're watching live Liam, Jake Pankin Frozander David Gasly Christian Devin Yard Animal PJ thank you PJ for coming mate good to see you. Charmander Thomas, Zach Carlos Kane Ellis McFidden Josh Glenn Meow Misko Sarthak, ta- Taxpus, Halita, Dougie, Classy, Ebby, Formula Marius, Ewan, Kanoa, Dimi, Eddie, King Reese, Jordan, Sandro, The Flying Spire, Piglet, Pankan, Dot Pinto, Dre, Name, Gabri. Thank you to everyone who's listened to Audio Only as well and everyone who's watching after the facts. Um, video later this week interesting one i think i think it's going to be an interesting one i think it's a good one i think it's interesting to look at dynamic watch this space probably coming out thursday aiming for thursday on that one but yeah thank you again uh like subscribe rate five stars all that good stuff and i will see you later in the week goodbye everyone